And welcome back to the Most Accurate Podcast. My name is Anthony Stalter alongside John Paulson. And uh, we're recording a night uh, episode because of some scheduling stuff. Got some family in town. Uh, so John and our producer, Sal, were able to make some adjustments. So no Thursday night takeaways tonight, John, but still plenty to get to for week 16. And I'm going to try not to move my head too much because I got I got the glow going on behind me. Uh, so I apologize if anybody's distracted. I'll keep my big head from getting too much of the the glow behind me here. Well, you look you look a little like Jesus to me. Well, so <laughs> maybe it's within time. the it's within the holiday season, <laughs> yeah, holiday kinda. spirit. Uh, I am keeping an eye on the Thursday night score right now. It's thirteen to three, and uh, the rain is uh, fairly heavy. The interesting thing is when I talk with uh, Chris Allen about weather, it's always about how do teams adjust and how do they behave in different weather conditions and what we're seeing tonight is that and i actually said we were not going to do any thursday night takeaways but i actually have one which <laughs> is that the uh, uh jacksonville jaguars have run it uh 23 times for 112 yards and only attempted 11 passes and uh trevor lawrence of course has a rushing touchdown already people in the future that are listening to this know what the final score is uh but the uh the jets are struggling they five carries for four yards uh obviously Zach Wilson, not uh, who you want playing your quarterback position right now. And uh, Zonovan Knight's struggling a little bit. He's got one catch for 15 yards, so we'll see if these guys can get it going. Yeah, it was interesting that, that you mentioned about, uh, you know, with Zonovan Knight. He, did, he didn't have a great game last week against Detroit. Detroit's been really good against uh, the run thus far. Uh, but with Jacksonville in town, you thought maybe Knight will, will have a rebound here, and maybe he will. Again, we're recording this during the game. But I, I think the biggest takeaway that I have thus far, John, is that the Jaguars have 13 points. I mean, the weather not not conducive for offenses, and the Jets' defense is is outstanding. Uh, but Trevor, give credit give credit to Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's been red hot of late, and this is a really good test for him. And thus far, at least in the first half, uh, he's he's moving the ball well again in bad weather. All right, this week's biggest fantasy storylines. Let's let's dive into these, and we got to start off with the big quarterback news, which is that Jalen Hurts will not play. It will be Gardner Minshew that is uh, in line to start against Dallas on Sunday. And I think the question is, if you if you have Jalen Hurts, what's what's a pivot for you, if the, you know, whoever is available? And what's your thoughts on Gardner Minshew and whether or not he could be uh, somebody that, that starts for you during a, a playoff game? Yeah, I'm actually pretty optimistic about uh, Gardner Minshew. I don't know if you noticed in our sleeper league, uh, I picked up Minshew this week because I'm, I'm down uh, – uh, I'm down Mike White, I'm down Kyler Murray, down, down Trey Lance, uh, and uh, I had Matt Ryan starting last week, and I was able to get a win even with him starting. Uh, but now I was I was actually pretty excited to to get him uh, for a zero bid. Uh, I guess nobody else needed a quarterback. Uh, but, you know, this is his easily his best, uh, you know, supporting cast that he's ever played with. I mean, they've got a great offensive line. They've got A.J. Brown, they've got Devonta Smith, they got Dallas Goddard back, uh, you know, very good defense as well. I don't think that they're going to, you know, really change the game plan too much other than, you know, there aren't going to be as many designed runs uh, with without Jalen Hurts at quarterback. So we might see a few more pass attempts for this offense. Uh, and I'm actually, you know, pretty optimistic. Trevor Lawrence, you talked about him earlier. He hit 318 yards, four touchdowns last week against Dallas. They're a little bit banged up, that defense. Uh, they tend, you know, they, they tend to score some points in the uh, Jerry world. Uh, so I think this might be a high scoring game. Uh, and, uh, you know, Minshew, people, you know, fantasy uh, managers know him. 
Uh, I think people forget about how, you know, pretty good he was the first couple seasons with Jacksonville. I know he didn't win a lot of games, but he had 37 touchdowns, 11 interceptions and in 23 games as a starter for Jacksonville. Uh, he can run the ball as well. So he's a, he's a threat uh, to get some rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. He averaged 24.6 yards uh, as a rookie, uh, 17.0 in his second season. He had a couple starts for Philly uh, last, or 2021. Last season, he had 18.8 points. He had a two touchdown game to, uh, Dallas Goddard, who also went over 100 yards. That's one reason I like Dallas Goddard to come back and, and play well this week. And then he had 14.4, I think it was week 17 in 2021. So long story short, I'm not really adjusting the the Eagles passing game down at all uh, with Minshew in there instead of Jalen Hurts. I do think that they're less likely to pile up so many rushing yards, but uh, I think Minshew is a, is a good streamer this week. If, you, if you're down Jalen Hurts and don't there's nobody on the waiver wire, he's the one uh, you you want to get John moving on you mentioned Matt Ryan and you were able to pick up a win last week with him uh, the Colts offense suffers yet another blow I mean they, they they haven't been good all season long and Matt Ryan has been a big big reason for that in fact he was benched once again so it'll be Nick Foles this time that that starts with the Colts but the big news is that Jonathan Taylor's out for the rest of the year that leaves Deion Jackson and Zach Moss as the top options for the Colts in the running game what when it comes to fantasy fantasy perspective Deion Jackson or Zach Moss that's a you know and I wouldn't say that's a big question I'm hoping that I guess Jonathan Taylor uh managers might be scrambling right now but I'm hoping you're not having to start either one of these guys but I know there's some managers out there that are in dire straits and, and need to make a decision you know you look at what they did last week it was Zach Moss he played 67 percent of the snaps he carried the ball 24 times for 81 yards very inefficient uh, Deion Jackson, 13 carries for 55 yards. He had one catch, uh, which was a touchdown, one-yard touchdown. So, you know, against the uh, Chargers, you wonder how this game's going to go. If it, if it goes in Chargers' favor, then you might see a lot more Deion Jackson as they try to pass the ball. Uh, but Moss did run a lot of routes, if I remember correctly. So it wasn't like uh, Jackson was the only passing down back. Um, but it does seem like they want to see what they have in Moss uh, as maybe the backup for next season. Um, they did trade for him. Uh, so, you know, to me, it looks like he's probably going to lead this team in carries, but it may not uh, go that great. And they might have to turn to the pass a little bit. And that might be Deion Jackson. I I, I do lean Deion, uh, uh, Deion Jackson just because I think he's a better player and he might see 15 touches and, and do more with it. Uh, he did play pretty well in his starts earlier this year. Uh, but Moss, I think, is probably likely to, to lead them in carries. So another two running back situation, but for, for different reasons, you've got Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie for Kansas City, who has run who has run very well. But from a production standpoint, he, he just hasn't had that game, John, where, where he's gone off yet. Uh, Jerick McKinnon has and McKinnon has been a big factor in the passing game. The last couple of weeks have been I mean, really the last. I, I mean, the Cincinnati game, he had a, I think he had at least one touchdown, maybe two. Last week, he scored twice. They are really leaning heavy on McKinnon, but they're using both backs. I think the question for fantasy managers is, are both backs startable out of Kansas City? I think they are this week against Seattle, who's just brutal against the run. I mean, they're terrible. They're they're giving up over five yards per carry. Uh, and you look at Pacheco, 32 touches over the last two weeks, McKinnon, 31 touches. Uh, the difference is McKinnon, especially in PPR formats, has 15 catches for 182 yards, and he's got the four touchdowns. Uh, Pacheco has not 
scored a touchdown in the last two weeks. So that, to me, that means he might be might be a little bit due for a touchdown. But they do like to use McKinnon in the red zone and then throw to him, and that's why he's getting these touchdowns. So I do like Pacheco as a start, but I think McKinnon is the better start. And I think you could, if you have them both, they're both in my top fifteen. So I think you can start them both pretty confidently. Uh, you are, uh, you know, opening yourself up to maybe a lower ceiling because you have uh, both running backs in one backfield. But if you look at what they've done, 21 PPR points for Pacheco the last two weeks, 66.6. I mean, if you, you know, you take an 87 divided by two, you're looking at uh, 43 points. I mean, I think that's pretty good production out of two backs. Yeah, I would say so too. J.K. Dobbins, what's your thoughts on the, the Baltimore running back? So the last 28 times that he's carried the ball, he's got 245 yards and a touchdown. And that's since, since his return in week 14. He's the RB eight and half PPR leagues over that over that span, John. And he's got, as we know, he's got a great matchup on Sunday against the, against Atlanta. Yeah, it, you know they're actually not too bad against the run. They're 14th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. Uh, I do like. I wonder what how this game's going to go, and it, it might just be so low scoring. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know what your confidence level is in uh, Ritter uh, moving the ball or moving this offense. Um, but you know, the the, the total is pretty low. Uh, but if you look at Dobbins, I think he's a fairly safe start. This is a game that the Ravens probably should win. They should be in favorable game game script. They should uh, be able to run the ball as much as they want. Over the last two weeks, he's had 29 touches, uh, 245 yards, a touchdown, only one catch, which is the downside. But you know, it seems like uh, with Lamar Jackson out, that they are just featuring Dobbins. And Gus Edwards is getting in the mix too. I mean, he's got 20 carries for 121 yards over the last two weeks as well. But definitely, uh, Dobbins is is more efficient with the 245 yards on 28 carries. Yeah, you know, when it comes to Ritter, he he didn't look good last week. He hung in there. He hung. He he. Uh, from a passing standpoint, he stayed in the pocket. He's very poised, but you could tell he doesn't know how, doesn't know how to read a field a field yet, and uh, doesn't doesn't I should say doesn't know how to read a defense yet. And Baltimore. There, there have been opportunities to, to move the ball against them uh, in second halves this year, but I, I just don't see Ritter doing it. And I think they're going to stick with with the way that Ty, Tyler Algeo ran the ball last week. Uh, I think I think Atlanta, despite the, the bad match against Baltimore, is probably going to kind of stick a you know stay on the ground, which will limit Baltimore's plays overall. But JK with the way J.K. Dobbins is running, John, it's hard to it's hard to argue. Uh, for playing him. All right, let's get through some injury roundup. I'm going to just fly through these, John. And then once you hear, um, you know, at the end, if you want to kind of go over one or two of them, great. But it, just to kind of notify listeners or, and, and viewers what's going on injury wise in week 16, uh, we'll fly through these. Matt Ryan, as we mentioned, he was benched in, in Indianapolis. Nick Foles will draw the start for the Colts this weekend. Latavius Murray's dealing with a foot injury. He's He was limited in practice both Wednesday. Actually, he was limited on Wednesday. He did not practice today, which is Thursday, reporting on Thursday. And don't forget that we got a lot of Saturday games this week. Lamar Jackson is out in that in that game that we were talking about. Tyler Huntley will start again. Uh, the Seahawks, Noah Fant, Marquise Goodwin, Ken, Kenneth Walker, all listed as questionable, although Pete Carroll expects Kenneth Walker to play. And the Seahawks waive Tony Jones, so perhaps they feel they feel really good with the combination of Kenneth Walker and uh, Travis Homer. Antonio Gibson foot limited on Wednesday. The Texans wide receivers banged up again. Nico Collins did not practice. Chris Moore, who's had pretty good production for a bad Houston offense, 
He's he was limited in practice with a foot injury. Uh, Brandon Cooks practiced again, but he's listed as questionable. Looks like he will play. Ryan Tannehill is out, so that means the rookie Malik Williams will draw another start. I would imagine that you know based on the game plan, John, maybe you can kind of speak to this. Tennessee is likely to stay, stay on the ground when Malik Willis was the starting quarterback earlier in the year. Uh, that that was certainly the game plan for them, including when they went to Arrowhead on a Sunday night. I remember them not not putting the ball in the air much. Kyler Murray and Colt McCoy are both out. So you got former Penn State quarterback Trace McSorley starting. Not a great situation for Arizona. You've got Marquise Brown limited uh, in practice on Thursday. Ramondre Stevenson running back for the Patriots questionable. Chris Olave is out for the Saints. And then Cortland Sutton is questionable. Back-to-back did not practice as he's got a hamstring. So we're, we're dealing with a ton of injuries for Week 16 and a ton, ton of impactful injuries, John. Yeah, and that's the nature of football and fantasy football. And it's just kind of depressing when you see those list of guys that are just putting their livelihood and their bodies on the line to to play a game. And, you know, we just have to kind of sift through it, the information, <laughs> to the best we can. Uh, I think, you know, Matt Ryan, I don't think the Nick Foles addition or, you know, him playing uh, really changes things for Indianapolis. So don't worry about the receivers too much. I think it's the same, basically the same situation right now. Matt Ryan is basically Nick Foles at this point, unfortunately. Uh, Nick uh, Murray, we'll see, you know, skipping down to Marquise Goodwin. I think he's a sneaky start. I wrote him up this week and we were a little concerned about his status, uh, but it does appear that he's going to play with Tyler Lockett out. I think he's a pretty quality start uh, against the Chiefs. We'll see how the weather holds up in Kansas City. Fant is interesting as well there. It does look like uh, Ken Walker will play. Texans receivers, I don't think Nico is playing anytime soon. Chris Moore is a good start. I actually have him ranked higher than Brandon Cooks, who is in the rankings now. I do think that Brandon Cooks will play, but Cooks just hasn't had the season that he had last year. Uh, with Davis Mills. Uh, so he's more of a dart throw wide receiver four, where I think Chris Moore's role uh, is pretty safe there. So what I did was I shifted a lot of the yards and 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 catches from guys like Philip Dorsett, uh, you know, and some of the other goofballs that got there at the receiving core uh, and moved them over to uh, uh, Brandon Cooks. And some of the, the tight ends there were probably too high uh, in terms of stats as well, trying to sort out the the Houston receiving core. Uh, so I think Chris Moore is safe. I think Cooks is a decent dart, dart throw because he is a good player, just hasn't played that well. With Tennessee, I'm super worried about their passing game with Malik Willis. Uh, they had two starts with Willis. He had 24 pass attempts in two starts with 76 rush attempts. And one of the games was against Houston, and it was 45 rushes, and 10 pass attempts. Wow. So I don't want to, I don't want to start any of these pass catchers. I love uh, the young tight end there, a Conquo, but uh not not with that sort of pass volume. Uh Traylon Burks is back, but not I'm not trying to start him, you know, looking at 15 pass attempts maybe in this game for for Willis if they continue to do what they've been doing with him. Uh, but the you know obviously Derek Henry is a pretty good play against uh Houston. I hope so. Yeah, uh, you know, in, in Arizona, McSorley is kind of a running quarterback based on my research of him. And, you know, I think uh, Marquise Brown, if he's out, then I think DeAndre Hopkins, he, he tends to see targets no matter who the quarterback is, so he should be okay. Uh, and then Ramondre and uh, Damian Harris is also questionable, I think. So if he's back, uh, that could that could cut into Ramondre's, uh, especially if he's a little gimpy, uh, cut into his workout, uh, work, 
work out a little bit. And that's about it. I don't think I'd want to start Cortland Sutton, but uh, it does look like he may be back. I have him ranked, I think, as a wide receiver four or five right now. Yeah, I watched a little bit of Trey. I mean, I remember Trace McSorley playing at Penn State, but watched a little bit of him last week. And granted, he's you know he's stepping into a situation on the road. He's a third string quarterback, and Cole McCoy's hurt. That not favorable whatsoever. And you got an Arizona team that's not going anywhere. But McSorley didn't look great, so I'm with you on on the Cardinals. All right, moving on to the sleeper sneaky start of the week. Uh, Sleeper, one of the fastest growing customizable fantasy football platforms in the industry. If you head to sleeper.com today or download the app, you can check it out for yourself. John and I have been using it as as we tell listeners each and every week. We we love Sleeper. We love the fact that we we use it in our league. And as John noted, uh, he got a win last week and and I held on to a win, John. So I think I'm in the semis now for for our league. So I'm, I'm excited. But I need I need Minnesota's defense to continue to play poorly because I, I'm going to start Daniel Jones again with Lamar out. So, uh, knock on wood. But for this week, you ha- you like a uh, a different more sleeper sneaky start of the week is DJ Moore. Yeah, and before I get to DJ Moore, I want to promote uh, my Q and A on YouTube tomorrow. Uh, Producer Sal would like people to get there at 12:20 e- uh, p.m. Eastern. Uh, for about 30 to 45 minutes of uh, answering Q&A questions. I'm going to start at 1230 Eastern. Uh, the only requirement is that you are a subscriber to the 444 uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so just head over there, subscribe, and get your question perhaps answered. If uh, depends on how many are there. I'll do the best I can. Um, if you also want to know what I think, you could also buy a sub- the rest of the season subscription to the site. Uh, DJ Moore, yes. Uh, Detroit is 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. So it's a fantastic matchup, one of the best matchups uh, in the league. Uh, in three games since Sam Darnold has returned, Moore has uh, three, uh, th- three fantasy lines, which are very up and down. Four for <laughs> 103 and a touchdown on six targets. He had a goose egg on three targets. And then he had five for 73 and a touchdown on six targets. Uh, So you can see his floor and his ceiling. But I think given the matchup, he's going to be just fine. Sam Darnold, DJ Moore. I think that's a a, a nice uh, combination this week against the uh, Lions, who are also have turned into a pass funnel because they are really doing well against the run. Uh, And by the way, when you when you ask questions for John, if you do participate and we hope we hope everybody does. It's another great turnout. Uh, But when you do participate in John's week 16 start and sit Q&A, which again is Friday, December 23rd. So tomorrow, or if you're watching now, maybe it's in the morning on Friday, but it's going to be at 1220, 1230 Eastern. But if you start to show up at 1220, uh, you can submit questions and things like that at 444 YouTube subscribers only. But uh, our producer, Sal, wanted to mention that let us know what your scoring setting is. Okay. So if you're, if you're like, hey, should I start so and so? John's reasonable question is going to be, well, is it PPR? Is it half PPR? Is it, so let let everybody know, or let John know, excuse me, what your scoring setting is, so that John can uh, give you the best best information possible. And John, that was my fault. I meant to I meant to promote that earlier in the podcast, but I was so worried about this Jesus light here that I got I got thrown off. So I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that. We will remind listeners again of John Paulson's Week 16 Start and Sit Q and A uh, tomorrow, Friday 23rd, uh, December 23rd, excuse me, at 12:20. And all you have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel, completely free, and you can participate in that. Let's get into what uh, what is my favorite, and I don't have my T-shirt on today. I went to four for four. It's it's like f- below zero in St. Louis, so uh, I didn't do I didn't wear the T-shirt this time around. 
But my favorite segment, the sneaky start segment, if you go to 444.com, you'll see John's complete article, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. He gives you multiple options that are sneaky starts. And you're going to really want to check out that article with the amount of injuries that we just covered. Whether you do the season long, you're in the playoffs, you do DFS, that article is incredibly helpful. But we pulled out a couple of names that we wanted to discuss for the podcast, John, and starting off with your guy, your favorite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know if he's my guy anymore. It was, last year was a rough one, uh, just on a personal <laughs> personal front. But uh, he is definitely one of the all time greats. And you know, you're looking at this uh, game in Miami, and it's got a high total. Uh, I think this could be a. Uh, I think it's the second highest total of the week, tied with Giants Vikings. So I do, I do like Daniel Jones as well, uh, Anthony. I think he's got a good yeah. matchup there with Minnesota, 31st just fantasy points allowed. Uh, to quarterbacks, but Miami 29th in that metric. Uh, total of force 47.5. Neither defense is particularly good. They're probably both mediocre, uh, have been given up uh, real points uh, by the boatload here and there. Um, Rodgers had uh, 229 and a touchdown on Monday night, uh, but you know, Christian Watson ran a wrong route on a play. Could have had a second touchdown uh, pretty easily there if he had, if the rookie had run the correct route. But he's got, uh, you know, a healthy. Receiving core now, Dobbs is back. Dobbs look good. Uh, so I think they uh, have enough firepower to keep pace with the Dolphins. Uh, one of the running backs that you feel is a sneaky start this week is Jalen Warren, and he's got a great matchup with the Raiders. Uh, Jalen Warren, a rookie, I, I thought he was going to get a little bit more run with Najee, Najee Harris struggling earlier in the year, and it looked like Jalen Warren, they really liked him, but he, saw, he wound up suffering an injury. I think in one of the weeks that Najee Harris didn't play, and they just kind of got – lost in the mix even when he came back but again great matchup this week for the rookie yeah we ended up with Benny, Benny Snell leading the backfield which we didn't nobody wanted that except for uh Benny Snell and his family uh the <laughs> Warren I think uh you know sometimes you're looking at sneaky starts you're looking for the backup who's getting some run and a great matchup so the great matchup here is Vegas they're 32nd adjusted fantasy points last in the league allowed uh to running backs uh so you know, 138 total yards, 4.9 yards per carry allowed to running backs, uh, 1.25 touchdowns on average allowed to running backs since week 12 uh, for for Vegas. Um, Warren has seen uh, 12 touches into uh, 12 touches last week against the Panthers for 49 yards and a touchdown. He's seen nine touches in four of his last nine games, and this is a game that you know should stay pretty favorable uh, game script for the Steelers, and he could see another 10 touch game and maybe sneak into the end zone. So this is a little bit deeper. I've got him ranked around 40, uh, but you know he's a talented player. They are trying to get him involved, and it's a great matchup. All right, John, somebody has got to catch the ball in Houston as we were going over the injuries for the wideouts for Houston. Not not great. Uh, but the matchup for Jordan Akins, the tight end for the Texans, is a good one. As you can see on the screen, the Titans have struggled against tight ends. Yeah, 26, just the fantasy points allowed, uh, two tight ends. Uh, Jordan Akins, since week 10, when he started seeing consistent snaps and it was for him, it's not that much. It's 46%. He doesn't have to play 70 80% of the snaps because when he is on the field, they tend to target him. Uh, he's the fantasy tight end 12 uh, since week 10. Uh, so he's in play as a streamer against the Titans who are bad against the pass. Of course, they're very good against the run, so they're a pass funnel. Uh, so there's extra uh, pass attempts available there for uh, uh, Davis Mills and the pass catchers for Houston. Uh, and the Titans have given up uh, 
pretty good games, decent games to Gerald Everett, four for 42. Evan Ingram had 11 for 162 and two touchdowns against uh, Tennessee. And then Hayden Hurst had six catches for 57 yards. All those games came since week 12, so they have been a little bit vulnerable against tight ends. Evan Ingram's having another nice game tonight. Again, we're recording on Thursday night, and the game's going on right now. It's 13-3 at halftime. The Jaguars are leading, but Evan Ingram's got five catches, all caught all five targets, and he's got 83 yards. And, boy, man, he's this is somebody that just – you knew he had the talent. If you could just stay healthy and somebody figures out how to use him, Evan Ingram could be a really good tight end. And, and Jacksonville, he's wound up being a perfect fit there. I hope, you, I hope the kid stays healthy because, he's got again, he's got a lot of talent. Let's move on to our breakout receiver model. We'll wrap up the podcast with this. This is a way for uh, – it's a model that we use at 444.com. We have an article that's posted each each and every week. You, you get the, the player listing, who could pop this week, uh, based on, you know, um, a very, you know all, all sorts of statistics and, um, you know, just projections whether or not a guy's going to score a touchdown. So Mike Evans has been in this model, John, I feel like for, I don't know, multiple weeks, a month and a half. Yeah. It's just, yeah. He's, he's been here and he had a good game last week. He had, I think 80 yards. First time he caught over or racked up 80 yards since week eight, but the guy can just, he can't find the end zone. So Mike Evans is once again, popping in our breakout receiver model. Is this the week that he finds the end zone? And I said, I'm going to keep plugging Mike Evans until he scores. And then I'm going to take a, the longest victory lap in the history. Yes, he is. He's due. He's so due. He's overdue. Uh, and this is kind of a uh, intersection of uh, two of our fantasy analysis from this season, because you were, you know, big on targeting the Cardinals uh, mm -hmm. as a fantasy defense to, you know, to That's sort right. of target players that were playing against them. And this is the week that he plays the Cardinals. And uh, pretty good matchup. They're 18th in just fancy points allowed to uh, receivers. But, yeah, this model is based on routes run and air yards, and he has seen a lot. And uh, he's definitely overdue. He's, 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 he was first last week, and now he's fourth. We're still waiting for him to find the end zone. I think uh, this might be the week. Who else is popping this week that you wanted to mention? Yep, uh, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Uh, you know, I like it when there's good, pretty good players. I would say he's a pretty good to good player. Uh Absolutely. And he's been used, his usage has been there for Minnesota. This is an indoor game. Uh, there's a lot of bad weather this week. So, you know, especially for DFS purposes, this one could turn into kind of a sneaky shootout. And uh, Hawkinson, uh, you know, has a pretty good matchup there with the Giants. Uh, Stefan Diggs, the, the weather's not great in uh, Chicago, but anytime a player of Diggs's caliber pops in the model, I like to mention him uh, because they tend to not last in the model very long. Uh, they tend to, you know, immediately hit or maybe the week after hit. Uh, but he's he's a little overdue for a touchdown. Um, I talked about DJ Moore before, but he's also popping in the model. And then finally, uh, Greg Dolchich, I like. Uh, he, he had a bad game last week, uh, but with Russ Wilson back, uh, he's he's seeing the yardage, uh, the air yards, and the and the, uh, the routes run in order for him to uh, score more fantasy points than he has. He's supposed to be scoring about 9.9 .9 per game over the last three weeks. It's been 6.3, so he's been underperforming. Uh, but this is a good uh, good spot for him to uh, perhaps break out. Don't forget, again, all that content that we just talked about, John Sneaky Starts article and the breakout receiver model, all available at 444.com. Don't forget, tomorrow, Friday, December 23rd, 1220 Eastern, 
John will be taking questions. It's for YouTube subscribers only, but don't worry. You know, if you got just hop on YouTube, subscribe to our 444 channel, and that's all you have to do. It's free. And then you can ask John a question. I know that a lot of people have got important questions as we head into um, our semis and eventually the, the finals next week. Can't believe the season's kind of wrapping up here. But again, John Paulson, week 16, start sick QA. Don't forget to leave when you have your question. Tell us what your scoring is set up so that John can help you uh, the best way that he can. But uh, everybody that is either listening or watching, John and I would both like to wish you, you know, happy holidays. I hope that everybody has a great weekend, not only from a fantasy perspective, but spending some quality time with the family. And that's certainly what it's all about. But, John, uh, very appreciative of you each and every week. And thanks for adjusting your schedule this week. And happy holidays to you, my friend. Yeah, and we'll be back uh, at least for one more podcast, I think, uh, for week 17. Yeah, there you go. Unbelievable. So, yeah, we will be back next week for week 17, probably in our in our normal time slot. So expect a podcast to pop about Friday. Uh, this worked out pretty well, though, with, with a bunch of games on Saturday. So best of luck to everybody. This has been the 444.com's The Most Accurate Podcast. Thank you.